Hi, I'm Anchit and you're listening to my podcast Lives Condory in which I talk about current affairs, international business and recent technological advancements. So today, I'll be talking about what the 2019 and 2020 Hong Kong protests were all about. China and Hong Kong have always had a very precarious relationship as Hong Kong over the years have seen many pro-democracy movements like the umbrella movement of 2014 and the recent protests against the extradition bill the protests against the extradition bill all began in 2019 when the unicameral legislative body of hong kong proposed extradition bill of 2019 the reason for proposing such a law was the case of a hong kong resident murdering his girlfriend in taiwan under the law a hong kong resident who had allegedly murdered his girlfriend in taiwan cannot be sent back there for trial because hong kong and taiwan didn't have an extradition agreement hong kong's government had therefore proposed to allow the extradition of suspects to taiwan and to any other country with which there is no extradition agreement which included the mainland china The extradition bill proposed by the Legislative Council although may seem innocuous but had many other implications. The colonial era drafters of Hong Kong's current law specifically excluded the mainland from extradition because its courts could not be trusted to deliver impartial justice as they are servile to the Chinese Communist Party. With the threat of extradition anyone in hong kong becomes subject to the vagaries of chinese legal system in which there is no rule of law or separation of powers dissidents criticizing beijing could be sent to face harsh treatment in chinese courts this could have many deleterious effects on the functioning of hong kong as an independent state there are very fundamental differences between how the two states china and hong kong functions as one is governed by a single party rule while the other is a democratic semi-autonomous region since president xi jinping took over as china's leader in 2012 he had been making it clear that the chinese communist party should have an absolute power over everything whether it is country's legal system or its people He opposed the west ideas of democracy and judicial independence. The Hong Kong's government stated that the new law had safeguards, but the protesters didn't believe that was the case as they say that the Chinese government can find any trivial reason to punish them through this law. Hong Kong's chief executive Carrie Lam is chosen by the party loyalist in Hong Kong and answers to the party in Beijing. Also, Taiwan has stated that it will not accept the suspect's extradition under this new law. In China, people don't trust their own country's judicial system as they think it is servile to the Chinese government, which is the innate truth. This is because capital punishments for subversion are common in the country. 
This often is done to stifle people's voices of dissent against the government. This also is one of the reasons why people in Hong Kong were protesting against the extradition bill as they don't trust the Chinese judicial system. People of Hong Kong fought hard for the principle of democracy that they believed in, but in the end, they couldn't resist China's invasion. When I say Chinese invasion, by that what I mean is that although Hong Kong is a part of China, as when Britain gave Hong Kong back to China under a special agreement called the Sino-British Joint Declaration Treaty, which was signed in 1984, it had certain conditions such as Hong Kong would be a semi-autonomous region with its citizens having fundamental rights, freedom and a capitalist-based economy. But this agreement had an expiration date of 50 years, which means by 2047, anyways, China would have had a complete control over Hong Kong. But it seems China's anxious government doesn't want to wait for that long. Certain rights were bestowed upon the people of Hong Kong by this treaty. For instance, the Basic Law of Hong Kong, Special Administrative Region Chapter 2, Article 12, states that Hong Kong shall have a high degree of autonomy. And Article 26 and 27 give the people of Hong Kong the right to vote and freedom of speech. On June 30, 2020, China imposed a draconian national security bill on Hong Kong. It gives the government in Beijing unbridled power to stifle dissent in the territory using its military and judicial system. The new law relates to crimes involving secession, subversion, terrorism and collusion with the foreign forces. Now, sabotaging public property can be considered as terrorism. Breaking into legislature, as demonstrator did last year, could be considered subversive. Calling for Hong Kong's independence, as some protesters have, could invoke a charge of secession. Encouraging foreign countries like United States of America to impose sanctions on China could result in prosecution for collusion with foreign entities. The maximum sentence for all four of these categories of crimes is life in prison. Through this, they have turned Hong Kong from a global city to a police state. In hindsight, if one is to analyze what had happened in Hong Kong last year, China had a well-funded military aiding them to conquer Hong Kong while all the innocent people of Hong Kong had was unarmed university students trying to defend their ideas of freedom and liberty. Thanks for tuning in today's podcast, guys. If you want to know more about the subject, you can visit livescondray.com and you can also consider supporting me at Patreon. Thank you.